You're listening to Two Sons of Tatooine. If there's a bright center to the universe, you're listening to the podcast that it's farthest from. And here are your hosts, Jonathan and Nathan. Welcome back to the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nathan, a.k.a. NP Bro, and joining me today, as always, is Star Wars novel enthusiast, Jonathan Cohn, my co-host. This week, we have abandoned our previous plans, for a certain long-awaited trailer has finally just dropped. We're, of course, uh, speaking about the teaser for Obi-Wan Kenobi, a live-action Disney Plus limited series, which premieres May 25th. The internet has been set ablaze with discussion over the past couple of days, so as you've all come to expect, Jonathan and I have lots of our own thoughts to share with you all now. Uh, So let's break it down. What was your first reaction to the trailer, Jonathan? My first reaction was a little bit of confusion. Um, uh, The Ah. marketing has been kind of puzzling. I knew that uh, Wednesday was the um, uh, Disney Investor Day. So I was expecting something, but um, early in the morning, they dropped the Entertainment Weekly uh, uh, spread about uh, Kenobi, and I was like, oh, I guess that's what we're getting instead of a trailer today. I thought it was curious. So I was like, all right, that's cool. I, I locked out all the stuff on my lunch break I, I, at work. I, I looked at all the Entertainment Weekly stuff. It was fine. And then... Uh, I was uh, in work, uh, and towards the end of the day, my phone's blowing up because uh, the trailer dropped. And I was like, wait, what? It mm-hmm. dropped, like, midday? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's weird. And so, and finally, and I had, on, on Wednesday is my busiest day because I have the, I, I work in the, the local youth group. And so I have, like, a half hour in between work and the youth group stuff. And so I just rewatched. <laughs> The trailer oh, a bunch during that time and r- tried to cram in as many of the the YouTubers that I watch that like react to videos to Star, tra- Star Wars stuff. I had to cram in as many of them as I could. So I was speeding through and I was like, I don't care about what they think about this part. I just want to hear what they think about this part. So I was running through all of them. And, uh, mm. yeah, oh, man, I this 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 Watching trailer is interesting on your phone. I presume then. Yeah, it was on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to do that as well for starters. And. Even though you can get high quality stuff, you just don't have the like the zooming in and the, the ability to see the details as well. Yeah. So you really need to watch this trailer on a on a big screen. Yep. Where you can take it all in. It's 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 so effective. It's uh, wow. Is it is exciting? Did you happen to uh, have a good like let's just say volume level for your first listen enough to where yes. the music okay. with the um uh. I, I had my speaker in my car. I actually watched the first portion before it gets to Duel of the Fates uh, without the speaker. And then as soon as I heard the <laughs> Duel of the Fates kick in, I stopped it. And I was like, I need good sound for this. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I am, as long with everyone else, I am absolutely just blown away with the quality of the music. The motif to obviously Battle of the Heroes is oh, slow that down. That was what and, got me. Just just a, a like a like a wound that's still from 2005 that I'm still <laughs> recovering from. Um, and, and of course, we have the the Anakin's dark deeds. Like that yes. one, when I heard that, I was like, "That is an interesting note to end a trailer on." I that's know. a. I am I am like because the music that is 
the, and we're, of course, going to do more to review, obviously, Attack of the Clones and the sequel, or sorry, the Re- Revenge of the Sith. Both of those soundtracks will get full episodes, but yeah. man, those have so much, so many of the gems of Star Wars, I think, soundtracks are in those two soundtracks. Well, well we're, we're going to hopefully get more of them. And, and, of course, the Duel of Fates is like, mm-hmm. ugh, just the fact that they could bring it back. And uh, it felt appropriate, and it didn't feel like pandering to the fans. It felt like even, appropriate. Even people I know who who dislike the prequels respect <laughs> Duel of the Fates. Yes. And so Everybody that at least helped Duel. them. Yeah, nobody, nobody dislikes that. So they at least respected that. You know, Duel of Fates is so great. It's, it's not just uh, an amazing song, but as you think about, like, the things that Dave Filoni has said about it, you mm-hmm. know, and how the Duel of Fates was actually the duel over uh, Anakin's destiny, yeah. whether it was to be raised by Qui-Gon or it was to be raised by the brother, Obi-Wan, yeah. who wouldn't be able to be the master that he needed, the, you know, the actual teacher that would kind of mentor him. Mm-hmm. So... You know, yes, Obi-Wan won the Duel of Fates, but he also lost the Duel of Fates overall, uh, yeah. even though he defeated Maul. So, so, so great. Um, and speaking of Maul, let's just jump into it. Is is there a chance, uh, any chance at all, that we could have a hint or even a, a reference to Maul? We already know that he is going to be, obviously, finding Kenobi later on, and, and that basically the all, all the stuff in Rebels... Yeah, I'm just asking you that I already know what I think and I think no, but do you think is there a chance at all? I think likelihood no. I think knowing Lucasfilm's tendency to be like, hmm, can we retcon this to make this work? Let's do it. So maybe they might. <laughs> but I'll say this. When Rebels happened, I I still think season three was about that time when season three was being made, they were only in the like the hints that they would be able to do Mandalorian. They were having the discussions. They were having the, the pre-meetings. They weren't really involved yet. And so the Filoni, I don't think, ever expected that they would be able to tell the story of Maul versus Obi-Wan in a live action. And right. so that's why they went ahead and did it. I think if he had known that was possible, oh, he would have saved it for this. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think right. they kind of, uh, they, the, for lack of a better phrase, they kind of screwed themselves on this one. That, Maybe. Uh, but, the, but now the focus is all on Vader, and the Inquisitors themselves are going to not only, one, introduce a lot of people to Rebels mm-hmm. for the first time, yep. and very, very good of them to, to just jump in and say, hey, go watch the other stuff. If you want to know more about them, there's information out there. You can yep. learn all about these characters. Or at least, you know, some of them, the ones that we mm-hmm. know. And and obviously that's going to be a huge, you know, for me, I know I'm going to rewatch some Rebels before this comes <laughs> out. Um, and I already have watched watched some some clips that I that I really, really enjoyed. Reminded me some of the greatest, greatest parts of the Rebels show. Yep. Um, but for them to just cram in Maul, man, would that have been a whole lot. And as we've come to expect from the Book of Boba Fett, you know, sometimes they uh, they have too little. Sometimes they've also had too much yeah. <laughs> to fit and, into, and you're like, oh, they may not cover enough. They may not cover enough. It would be too quick. Um, and a couple of things. We know this is a six-episode series and a limited series. Now, I saw yes. a bunch of news stuff come out that said, oh, maybe there will be a Kenobi season two. And I'm like, no, it's not going to be. Like, with they, 
with Mandalorian, we always knew it was going to be multi-season. And with Book of Boba Fett, there was a question. This, not only did they say it was a limited series going into it, but in the trailer, it says limited series. They, yes. I don't, I don't think that Ewan wants Those to do multiple seasons. Base. Those were, if I you read so. the articles, like they even yeah. go into saying how they definitely designed this as a beginning, middle, and end. It was a one-off, and yeah. they, while, while obviously the the characters, gosh, Hayden loved coming back. Yeah, Obi-Wan loved being there. Everybody loved the dynamic, and it was just like a t- travel through time, even. Hayden, like some of the clips of him have come out over the past week, and he's or you know Obi Wan, uh, sorry, um, Ewan. <clears throat> Ewan was talking about Hayden, and now like in his own mind, it's just like nothing's changed. It's like you look the same. It's it's just ridiculous how cool that is for you know really realistically because I know they filmed that in the end of two thousand three, you know late two thousand three two thousand four. It was going through. Final final filming and edits and mm-hmm. everything. So for them, it's been over the twenty, you know, by, by what has it been? What twenty four years? 20? No, not twenty four years since since 20, that. No, years. that's like twenty years. Less than twenty. Like twenty years. Eight, Eighteen, nineteen. It's been almost twenty years. Yeah. What did I say? Twenty four. <laughs> Math is not, frankly, my strong point. Um, Mrs. No, Eck would but, be very disappointed in. Um. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you remember Mrs. Eck from, from Shoals? Math is not a spectator sport. Oh, right, right, right. right. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's going to get that. Nobody's yeah. going to get that. Um, uh, <laughs> so anyway, we're, 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 we're off topic. But the thing is that, that if they were to do it, they would have to have some reason that would be really valid. And yeah. that's the thing in the interview. They're like, we don't think that there's any reason to bring Kenobi back after this right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. someday we'll have a reason to, but right now, this is it. Six episodes, and it better be the best thing ever because that's all you get. You better enjoy and, it while you <laughs> And there's something to be said about overstaying their, their welcome in that, you know, they, they had the three movies. They were big when they were there. They gave it about 20 years, and, you know, it's coming back now. And, um, uh, you know, they do this series. Everyone's excited for this series. If they did a second season, even if it was a good season, it would start to feel stale a little bit. You have to be careful in how you do it. You have to either if if you're going to tell new stories in the same universe, you have to bring a lot of originality and a lot of freshness to it. Or you have to make it on nostalgia and make it really short. And this one seems to be lots of nostalgia pretty short, which I think I think will work for it. And so mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, if it, because you have all the like, if it, if we just saw one Inquisitor in the trailer and we knew Vader was coming, I'm like, maybe they could fit in Maul. But there's like four Inquisitors that I counted <laughs> in the trailer. There's no yeah. way they can yeah. do four Inquisitors and Maul with Vader. And we know Vader's mm. the big bad at the end. So I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I don't see it happening. Well, they have at least two fights, according to interviews, where Ewan yeah. and Hayden talk about. They have at least two fights. So, yeah. yes, I, that in itself, I'm like, okay, two fights with Obi-Wan and Vader, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> as I'm thinking about it, so I, I, I tend to agree with you. There's a lot of content already out there, and I don't, I don't honestly, the only part of me that wants more is the part of me that says, Ewan is perfect in this role. Ewan needs to play this role forever. He is Kenobi. He embodies Kenobi. Everything that is Kenobi, he embodies it. And so, I think he should if return. we can bring him in the role, mm-hmm. you know, what, if you think he should return. No, one, no, he should return, but not in this series. 
I think that he should come back and and voice it in an animated series, or he should cameo in something like Andor. You know, uh, we, they've obviously established that he's able to leave Tatooine now. If we're going with that theory, let's let's be willing to throw Kenobi in a scene here or there. Use Ewan as you can use him. You don't have to pay him too much if you're just doing it for like one or two days of shooting, that type of thing. <clears throat> so I, I think that you that's how you keep. Ewan, keep the keep the excitement of the character of Kenobi without running out this series, without running out the his using Tim's character too much. So I definitely think that he can come back more. I just don't think I just think that this that it was a wise decision to, to make this limited. And also, when you have one director, they Deborah Chow, she spent a long time working on yeah. this series. Yeah. That's really tough. It's not like with Mandalorian where they just had a bunch of different directors and so they'd do in a couple episodes go do something else, do episodes go do something else. No, this was the only thing Deborah Chow's been working on for the last, you know, two or three years. Mm-hmm. So so she's yeah. probably also really done, ready, ready to be done for now. So talk about from the trailer, we got a lot of character designs. Yeah. Um, we, got some, we got some looks at, uh, obviously the stormtroopers look great. We saw creatures. We saw, um, well, actually the same creature that basically Obi-Wan was last seen riding, right? Because mm-hmm. he drops off baby Luke um, at the, uh, the Tatooine homestead to uh, Baru and Owen. Basically that, is- that creature... Is that still, is it's still in, writing it. So that's an EOP. And um, uh, in the book Kenobi, we got a name for that EOP. And that uh, EOP is Rue. Um, and I have to say, I hope like that's like that's a reference you could keep. You just have to call him. Just say, uh, oh, hi, Rue or something to to the EOP. And that's all you need to do. And that's a reference mm. to the book because it, it originated in the book. And yeah. that's the type of thing that, that would get cool. the book enthusiasts happy, but you don't have to feel beholden to telling a story from the book. You're just making that kind of a reference. And that was the mm. first thing. When you see the beginning shots of this trailer, you see him, you know, walking with the EOP, walking into the town, cutting the meat, and then going back and being on his own in the cave. That is, like, totally the, the feeling that you got in the book. Him watching over Luke, same thing. You never actually see Luke in the book, but he's he's watching over Luke in the book. And so you, you're you getting those types of tones. And uh, I hinted at this before we started recording. I really think that we need to get this book in as a review before... The, the show comes out. I think this would be fun, like homework, hmm. like pre pre work of pre before. Kenobi, Kenobi. Yeah, pre Kenobi, <laughs> Kenobi. Exactly. You can't get enough Kenobi. So no. that's that's where I was going with that. But I well, do. Th- is there, I do. Is there an audio book? There and, is an audio book. It is done by Jonathan Davis, who is wonderful. Uh, uh, he's so, known for he's known for doing Obi Wan and Qui Gon really well. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. If he if he's good. I was going to ask if it was a, uh, um, obviously Ewan doesn't do them, but the voice actor from Clone Wars. James Arnold Taylor. James Arnold Taylor. No, but James Arnold Taylor did read the book, and he loved it, and he actually did a book tour with the author to try to boost sales for the book, and he and he actually mm-hmm. did do a little, uh, if, you, if you ever listen to this podcast, Full of Sith, uh, 
they have an episode <laughs> where, yeah, that's a funny name. They, they have an episode <laughs> where they had the two of them on and Ewan actually reads a portion of the book, uh, a little, a little passage of the book, oh. uh, as Obi-Wan's it's, it's in a monologue from Obi-Wan and it's fantastic. Uh, oh, cause he, you know, nails the voice. So, but other characters we see. So, yeah. Have okay. you have you figured out the? Uh, it, do you know the number of the Inquisitors that we see? I know I one s- of them. I count four. Okay, go ahead. So we have the Grand Inquisitor, obviously. Obviously, yeah. We have the fifth brother, obviously. You see the green green skin with the kind of pirate. Yeah, weird hat. helmet. Yeah. Then yeah, we see the- two. Well, actually. You know, I need to adjust my number. It's five, not four. So, um, so then you have uh, the the new one that was in Entertainment Weekly, and I am blanking on uh, Moses Ingram's character. Uh, what's what's the character name? Uh, anyway, well, I, don't, um, I don't know the 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 African American actress, um, uh, the one with the you know she she pulls out the red lightsaber in the middle yeah. of the uh, okay. Yes, Her. yeah. She in the trailer. She's yeah. the she's the, the third. Person. The then you have two female inquisitors that you don't get a solid look of, but one right. of them, one of them obviously has technically kind of yeah. And then one of them looked more like normal, and you never see the face of the one that looks more normal. You only see her from behind, and I'm hoping that we're getting Sarah Michelle Gellar as uh, I think it's the the, the inquisitor it's that the she ninth. played at the ninth, or yeah, she, ninth. Whatever it from, was. From, yeah, from, from, from Fallen Order. Yeah. No, from no. Rebels. From Rebels. Yeah, remember, so remember in season two of Rebels, you have the fifth brother, and I think it's the seventh, it's the seventh sister. Um, uh, and, you know, sh- she's the, um, she's the Miralon species, and, uh, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar is known as uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um uh, and she's uh, married to Freddie Prince Jr. Um, but she is, you know, <laughs> I I was gonna avoid that one. But anyway, but she's you know she's a big f- uh, fan of Star Wars, and she was really big around season two. They were using her in the promoting promotion a lot because she's a big actress. And uh, I think that it would be cool if she made an appearance in some way. I don't think she'll have a major role if she does have an appearance. But that one that one Inquisitor, you never see her face. So that's what makes me think we might. We might be getting her. Okay. So that's um, five. The, the one I was thinking of was the second sister who is in Fallen Order. Oh. Right? Who's, her master was Sujunda, who is in your party. Who, oh. uh, and, and basically she, uh, I think, what was her name? Uh, starts with the Trilla. Trilla. Yeah. So Trilla, yes. And then she gets like. Uh, spoiler alert, she gets impaled by Darth Vader <laughs> after she after she shows even the slightest humanity right at the end of the game. That was a so, dark uh, that was a dark scene. Oh, I, I saw I watched that and I was like, ooh. Yeah, well Vader in Fallen Order is is very much much like he is in Rogue One. I mean that's peak Vader. And one of the things Hayden even in the quotes he's talked about, he's like, You're gonna get a very, very powerful Vader. And that just has me smiling ear to ear when I think yeah. about that, you know, because one of the best, the only thing I, I think fans love as much as Kenobi is Darth Vader yeah. being awesome. So you cheer for Darth Vader in a way you don't cheer for any other villains and you're allowed to because you know he gets redeemed, but also, you know, you want him to be awesome. Um, and you're, we're tired of seeing villains that are weak villains or, or, you know, they're not, 
you know, they're not strong in their, not just abilities, but in their character, or their, you know, their compromise or whatever else. But he is just, no, he's determined. Um, anyway, that, 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 that leads me to the Grand Inquisitor. We've already talked about him being mentioned, but there was something that's big right now. It's making its turn, like, everywhere. We should address this and just get our thoughts real quickly. Um, talk about his design and your thoughts about it. And then I'll give some of mine as well. So this is this is interesting. I know a lot of people complain about the look of the Grand Inquisitor, and I get he he does look a little different. But it was not the looks that bothered me. It was the voice because Jason Isaacs, who voiced him in Rebels, has such a distinct menacing voice you know he was um uh lucius malfoy in harry potter he was in the first season of star trek discovery he he's a big actor and in he the has Patriot, just he plays the absolute best villain that he's ever played too so he has a very rich powerful voice and not to say that this actor doesn't have a good voice, and I think he gets the tone of the Grand Inquisitor, right? But he just, you can tell it's not the same. And at least, at least I will say, I was against casting Rosario as Ahsoka. Um, I wanted Ashley Eckstein. But at least with Rosario, she gets the voice so dead on that you would you 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 don't notice it she as much. She gets the tone. She gets her, the tone her, as well. Obviously her, yeah, her... Her delivery matches the, the way that Ahsoka... Yeah. And a lot of that is... Filoni is right there to coach her. Yeah. You know. And I but do think right. that he does get the... He does get the feeling of the character. It's just the voice. It just doesn't have that edge to it. We haven't seen that much to. of him yet. So maybe that'll get better. But... Maybe. Of, of all the trailer, there's only controversy around this one thing. And maybe a little bit about the Fifth Brothers design. Um, but, you know... You have people who are really talking about his face the yeah. most, most of all, and the comparisons really. He's the species called the Puan, and Powan. basically, what Powan? Powan? Yeah, that's how you say it. Oh, well, thank you. So, <laughs> I, I uh, stand corrected. The thing is, you know, we saw one of my favorite. Um, so the the voice, or sorry, the mouth of Sauron. Yeah. Right? Who's also in uh, Legend of the Seeker plays Zedekos Tzulzarander. He plays. Oh, really? That's who yes. that is. Okay. He plays the Powan alien in Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith. Who? Oh. Is, you see, we are being held hostage. <laughs> you know, that's the guy with you the just, tall, tall face. You just blew my mind because I I, I knew Mouth of Sauron, I knew Zedekus, and I knew this this we are being held hostage. I did not know it was the same person. What is his name? He is so phenomenal. I love him. <laughs> he is uh, yeah. He plays he plays the greatest like old wizard, but also he gets some some really cool roles. Uh, I, I still with Mouth of Sauron should have been in the final cut. And not just the extended, but hey, that's what I think the mouth of Sauron should have like gone like in a fight face to face with them rather than just <laughs> sitting there and then getting his head chopped off. But that's another. He was story. underutilized, but man, yeah. did they make him creepy or what? Mm -hmm. The uh, <laughs> the comparison though is it's just the the face of and there there is obviously the point you know if you compare Count Dooku's face in Clone Wars, yeah, you know, it's not at all similar, but. That was made after the movie, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So they could stylize it. Now we're having to unstylize, mm -hmm. you know, to unstylize to, to realism. And all you have to go on is 
prior live action of this race. And it seems like they ignored that, where he doesn't look like... If we had not gotten that 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 character yeah. in Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. I think people would be less upset than they are now, because they're like, but you did the makeup so well right here, and now it looks different. And, and also, I think that Jason Isaacs does have the physicality that he actually does fit the face mold of what a Palin should be. And now at least, and and going back to this other argument, because again, this was, this was the only issue I had with the trailer was this, this little point. So I'm going to harp on it for a little bit Mm. with, with uh, Ahsoka, Ashley Eckstein is not a live action actress, really. I mean, I think she's maybe done a few things, but she's really just a voice actress and she has other things going on with now that she does. Jason Isaacs, is a live action actor who just yeah. happened to do some voice acting. He but he uh. is a live action actor. So and I can't imagine that it was oh he's too expensive. No. Yeah. No. Why these would he turn that, that was not the reason. Down? Now well, I know why he reason. would turn I know why he would turn it down. He doesn't really care about Star Wars at all. And um you know, I, there's, there's, there's stories about, uh, I haven't seen him in panels, so this is secondhand, but I have heard stories of people who've heard him in panels, and he was asked questions about Star Wars, about his time on Star Wars, and he's like, oh, I don't care about any of that, I never, I never really paid attention, I was just doing the, doing the role, which is kind of, as a fan, makes me disappointed, and you, you know me, my, my, my thing is I always want actors who are fans of the property, but we already had him, he was already part of it, so to me, I'm like... May as well utilize him. So I think they just didn't offer it to him. I don't think that he, I don't necessarily think he'd turn it down because they gave him money. He's going to do it. <laughs> I, think, I think he'd do it for the money. So, and I mean, he's not that expensive. Han Solo, anybody? Harrison Ford, anybody? I mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, and they were able to get Hans, you know, Harrison Ford to come back uh, in Rise of Skywalker even after he was like, I'm done. Like he was already done, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah one, man, one more scene, one, one more scene." So it's yeah. not, it's not a big Best sell. Scene and I mean, the whole movie, you know. If, if Jason <laughs> Isaacs can go on Star Trek Discovery for a whole season, that's like fifteen episodes. They can afford to get him for six little episodes of Kenobi, which is a much bigger series. It's much more likely that he's like, ah, live action is where I prefer my time to be spent, and those roles I commit to more than I do a voice acting role. Therefore, yeah. you know, because Star Trek Discovery versus a Star Wars Kenobi series, I mean, are you really going to say there's going to be a lot of difference between those two? No, I mean, they're both in the same vein of the start of the, you know, sci-fi, sci-fi. genre. Yeah. If he's going to accept one but turn down this, it seems likely that he didn't get offered the role, which is exactly. curious. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wonder why. I, I feel like that's a question that all of us are asking because his performance would have been preferred. And this is the type of thing that we're mm. really in a pickle because this is a question that I wish an a- interviewer would be able to be allowed to ask is peak, the peek behind the curtain type question of, hey, what, what was the decision making and why you couldn't, why you didn't get Jason Isaacs? Like, they're going to ask, oh, what was your creative reasoning or what was, what was the decision to use the Grand Inquisitor? But you're not allowed to ask this inside baseball question stuff. And this yep. is the stuff that really, like, nobody's asked Dave yeah. Filoni. Nobody's asked him why he didn't use this. Uh, Ashley Eckstein. Uh, Ashley, yeah. It's like the most obvious question you would ask him, and nobody's yeah. asked him. And it's it's because there's a there's a respect level that if you're an interviewer, there's certain things you do and don't approach. But I'm like, this is the type of stuff I want to know. Don't ask him about his creative process anymore. We know uh, about it. I know, I know, I know. I, I feel you. I do feel you. Um, <laughs> okay, my rant's over on that. <laughs> so, I, my biggest thing is um, when I first see the Grand Inquisitor, I tend to think. Um, 
We are Inquisitor of Borg. You will prepare to service <laughs> us. <laughs> like the face, the color of his skin tone, and the look on his face. He, he does look so a Borg looking. Just and, yeah. you know, and maybe he'll bring more emotion to the role. But um, I don't know. We'll we'll give it a, we'll give it a chance. Um, the, he goes. He should go. He can go to the. Uh, uh, he can go to General Leia and say later on and say resistance is futile. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! So uh, <laughs> the um, <clears throat> one of the cool things is just Kenobi's voice and his face, yep. and mm-hmm. those two things were going to make this trailer great. But yep. what makes this trailer really special is that it doesn't just prevent, you know, it doesn't just give you um, an idea of what it's going to look like. and It tells us the thematic question. Yep. Right? The theme of this show, we already get it, and we have probably could have understood it before, but it, it really paints it well. And I don't know who does the voiceover, but... Um, it might is is it the Grand Inquisitor voice? Oh, that's definitely the, the Grand Inquisitor's voice because okay. you hear it later. Sure. You hear it later in the trailer when he uh, has the spinny lightsaber and he's like, "Where is he?" So it's the okay. same voice there as it is in the voiceover. Okay. Well, then let's let's obviously there's more to to his voice than I mentioned earlier since I thought he was only in that one scene. But the thing is, this thematic question is approached from such a Jedi hunter point of view mm-hmm. that I love it, right? We're in the era of, obviously, like, you are on the run, you're in hiding, and the whole idea behind, you know, Fallen Order, where Cal Kestis is faced with this same question, right? At what point does he step in? At what do, is he going to let his friend, like, lay his life down and he's not going to do anything to stop him? You know, and Kenobi is going to see probably horrible things that the Empire will do and probably other Jedi, if they are to appear besides Kenobi that have survived, will see awful things to bait them out, to get them to, to just, you know, reveal themselves to help the people that they can in one last final stand. And then obviously the Inquisitorials with numbers with, mm-hmm. and with, with the soldiers to just uh, take out all of the, all of the pieces that are left. And such a, such an interesting question. Like this is a question you and I can talk about. A long time, because it's all situational, you know. How how can you turn a blind eye in one situation, but how at the same moment can you fail to see the big picture, right? If if I mean Luke, Luke is the future. If he doesn't be protected, if everyone is not there to guide him, everybody dies. The Death Star blows up everybody. <laughs> That's it, you know. So all of these things, and of course we have context, right? Yeah. But what a great, just for the theme of the trailer, to just use the dialogue that it does to paint that that question, right? Is that some of your same echoed thoughts? Yeah. But I just want to tangent. If you like that theme, I have the book for you. Anyway, um, I, do, I do like <laughs> the theme. He's talking in, about Kenobi. Yeah, everybody. he's talking about Kenobi, yeah. Um, uh, when in doubt, I'm talking about Kenobi. Uh, the, the, that theme is very prevalent, not just in, in, in this series or in, in that Kenobi novel. It's very prevalent throughout Star Wars literature in a lot of the comics and particularly um, uh, the Knights of the Old Republic comics in the uh, in in the short stories from Lost Tribe of the Sith and in the novels A New Dawn and Kenobi like all those stories ask the hey, question Thrawn does Thrawn does, does that yeah there, there's there's the what there there's two questions that are asked you have 
What is a Jedi supposed to do when they're alone? And when is it okay to overlook an atrocity in the hopes of trying to help the greater good? And you see with um, uh, in the Thrawn case, it's Thrawn's willing to let uh, the Wookiee slavery happen because he believes it'll help the Empire. But he's not necessarily willing to go along with the Death Star because he thinks that goes too far. And so what is it going to be that will go too far for Obi-Wan mm. to make him say, mm. OK, I have to step in now because right. this is more important. And that's going to I think I think I think that we're going to see that in the first couple episodes here. Absolutely. That's a great question. And I, I wonder if this will be uh, a show that we see a lot of flashbacks to other times where he chose to get involved or not to get involved uh, as a way to set up in the in the first episode sometimes you, you know of shows you sometimes see um you know instances where and it could just be in this time but where it's clear that obi-wan has chosen to position himself in a way that he won't be tempted um i i don't lightsaber. think I don't think they're going to do flashbacks for this, and I hope they don't, because, man, is that going to cause a firestorm of discussion on the Internet if they do have more flashbacks. Well, they do have Hayden planning to play just Vader with all the makeup is is interesting since you never see his face. And we well, get we never see his saying, face, though. I think we're going to see him. He's, you know, we're going to get to see him sitting, you know, in the tank or he's going to, you know, in in. Um, but, oh, Empire. but Ewan says that he says that like Hayden looked exactly the same. So there's a big chance of. Seeing no, I think he meant that Hayden looks the same like now in real life, not necessarily. I, in the... I, I don't think that's what he meant. Uh, OK, but I think that meant. Like, I mean, yeah. it would be so cool to see some flashbacks to the Clone Wars. It would. But I'm just well, like one, one scene in particular. And while we're on this topic, yes. um, are you, you're familiar with this scene, I know. But for all of you out there, the unreleased scene of Anakin and Obi-Wan around the campfire where they're discussing Ahsoka and they're discussing her leaving the Jedi. Anakin is so frustrated and he's he's basically he tells, you know, um, he tells like Obi-Wan like, but you, you know, you just don't know what it's like to have your apprentice and what a reflection that is on me. And and the whole like the whole discussion is basically this just epic foreshadowing. And Obi-Wan says stuff like, you know, that'll never happen, you know, to you, Anakin. You'll never, you'll never betray me. I'll never have to worry about that. You know, you'll never leave the Jedi the way that Ahsoka did. All of that. You know the scene I'm talking about. It's <laughs> yeah. so great. Could, could we get that scene in a flashback? And how amazing would that be to be live acted? Like, the, it's brilliant. That would that would be a cool scene to do, and if they do one like that, that's fine. But if we get like flashbacks constantly, or we get like long periods of flashbacks, I'm like, okay, as okay. long as there's no back to take, right? No back to takes. No back to takes. <laughs> oh gosh, All right, that joke's gonna get old. I apologize, but um, it's gonna see, get old be... like a bantha. Oh, <laughs> oh man, it... <laughs> there's gonna be memes. The, um... <laughs> The prequel memes, they're so excited because this is going to count as a prequel movie, you know, exactly. or a prequel show. Um, <clears throat> if, if, go ahead. You. If I could say that the um, what tipped everyone off that we were getting was like a 
twelve oh one or something like early on Wednesday morning, was we got a um uh, the 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 Obi Wan Kenobi Twitter account which was purchased by Lucasfilm so they owned it the at that early that morning they posted their first tweet which said hello there and everyone's like okay they posted it's it's something's coming today <laughs> so even even uh-huh. Luke at least that proves Lucasfilm marketing gets the meme. You know, if the Lucasfilm creatives don't, which I feel confident they'll probably have the words hello there used in the show. I think that's Spider-Man a- No Way Home. When yeah. you have just the writers aware of. Yes. But able to tastefully include sli- lines like, you know, I'm something of a scientist, a scientist myself. myself. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or the, or the pointing <laughs> meme. Yes, yes, yes. You know, the uh, there, there's there's a level of of uh, professionalism. Yeah, it can't be too on the nose. Mm-hmm. But um, but when it is when it is enacted by by people who really love you know love those things, and the line "hello there" in and of itself is, I think, not a meme so much as it's a part of his character. You know. Yeah, because he does say well, it in the prequels and in the originals. So. Yeah. So. You know, we're going to get a new hello there. And when it happens, oh, everybody's going to be, yeah, this, like, all he has to say is two words and then the fan base goes nuts. Um, It's like that (laughs) meme of, it's like that uh, video of the the pub where everyone's watching the the soccer game and then everyone starts jumping up and down (laughs) cheering. There's the version of it where he, once he says hello there. (laughs) Yep, exactly that. That's the fan base. Um, So I loved, um. One one of the things that we have to talk about is um, the character of uh, Uncle Owen, um, the actor that was chosen by George Lucas. They brought yep. him back, and he's aged. Uh, they may have done some further aging on him because he really only has ten years to look like, you know, Uncle Owen in A New Hope. Um, but he, he he really really looks great in the part. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't Joel Edgerton. Know... I'm sorry. His is the actor's name Joel Edgerton. Joel Edder, Edgerton? Edgerton. Edgerton. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with anything he's else he's 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 done other projects? No. Okay. But apparently he's done a lot, and because a lot of people respected him, and they said like he got his like he got his big start in episode two, and since has gotten you know a lot bigger. It's Im- uh, it's important that they establish his uh, kind of dynamic with with Obi Wan, but if they set the stage for it more clearly with a specific example that when he talks about. You know, the Hermit's just a crazy old man in a new hope. And our minds will go back to, oh, we, we think back to this specific instance that happens in Obi-Wan Kenobi, the limited series, you know, and, you know, where Obi-Wan steps in, you know, and clearly Owen thinks you just shouldn't have gotten involved. Just leave everything alone. We're in the outer rim. It's not our business. Just live and let live. The Empire, they may blow up Alderaan, but Tatooine's not important enough to blow us up, you know. <laughs> and he he's not, and he's, he didn't say that, he but. he stands so unflinchingly when he's looking at the Inquisitor like right in the face. I, yeah, he's not. He's he's so unimpressed by her by her character. He's like really a lightsaber. You think I'm worried about you? Like he's. I feel like he's one of those like he's like a Downing Thomas type person that even when he's he, he, but he's worse. I think even when he sees someone use the Force or something, the whole he's time still he's like, thinking like he's like uh, oh yeah oh yeah your boss yeah I'm raising his son yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but he doesn't say anything. <laughs> he's just like he's he's my half brother. Your boss is my he's my half brother. 
My stepbrother. Stepbrother, yeah. He's my he's my stepbrother. Um, yeah. So uh, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Leave me alone. <laughs> the 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 level of gumption right there. It, it'll be great to see the the role that they decide for him, and I I hope that they you know don't change his character too much, but I hope that they add some depth to to Uncle Uncle Owen, and, and that maybe we'll feel a little bit even sadder about his his death in A New Hope. And we do also know that the actress that played Aunt Peru in the prequels, she's also returning um, uh, for for this series uh, as well. But also, someone else pointed out that when Obi-Wan is looking through the, the binoculars type things uh, and he sees uh, young Luke, young Luke. Pretending, pretending to fly, you also very briefly see Owen and Veru basically standing in the same places that their bodies they're are. Going to, yeah, that they're going <laughs> I was like, to die. That's pretty dark. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty dark indeed. Um, I don't know the actor. They didn't really show his face for playing young Luke, but um, I hope I hope that you know we don't get too close of a yeah. look at him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he should be kind of tertiary. I have um, heard inklings, and this is just. Inklings. I have not heard any, like people who I know are like spoiler scoopers or anything like that, who are hypothesizing that we will see a young Leia in the series along with Bail that Organa. That has been a rumor for a long time. Yeah. Now and Bail Organa, it, we're go, we're going to get in the series. That that yes. uh, Hollywood Reporter, they they covered all that. That's not going to be surprise me. Um, I'm. I would. I, I was of the two. I would expect young Leia less. Um, if we see both, that would be interesting. I, I, I wonder how they'd handle that. Um, well, it will make sense for her to think about, you know, Obi-Wan. Um, yeah, yeah. When she, when she, she, she would obviously have that in her mind when she's in her desperation moment. Her mind, first thing she thinks of, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So if he although, helps her here. Although here's the, here's the problem with that is that when she refers to him, she says, years ago you helped my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs your help here. If they've met now, because she's probably ten, she not probably she's ten at this point. She's old enough to remember meeting him. If she does meet him in this series, why in a new hope does she not say years ago Bell you helped me? Bell introduces her. He Bell says, "This is Obi Wan Kenobi. He served me in the yes, Clone Yes, yes, that, yes. That makes sense. But if she's recording a message to someone she's met, the message in a new hope. Is to someone she's only heard about. That's the that's the vibe I get. Is the the message of you're the old family friend that I've never actually gotten to meet. That's the vibe that 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 Carrie Fisher gave, I think. And so, it, well, it, that was the vibe intended. Yes. How so, are they How are they going to mess with that? Are they going to change that? That's the question. I mean, Will I don't. It, if, if she it, appears, then it's going to change. It's if it's a change. super quick meet, like it's literally a oh hi, like like what I want to happen is if she's in this, I want it to go down that Bale is meeting with Obi Wan. She walks into the room and he says, "Oh, by the way, you remember Leia, right?" And Obi Wan yeah. says, "Yes." Fondly, and then doesn't say anything else, and then you cut to another scene, and there, and Obi Wan's preparing to leave or something like that. Yeah, one the of the rumors extent. was that she was captured. Like they have to rescue her. And, Ooh, uh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, so essentially they have to bail her out of jail, ah! and uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that would involve that, <laughs> that would involve less of her meeting Obi Wan, like to send him on a task but more of the lines of him getting to her. She sees him briefly. They might say hi, 
Um, and he might have this look of realization when he sees her. It's like, you know, the look in his eyes is one that he doesn't say the answer. Bail, he might look at Obi-Wan and they would give a silent nod knowing that this is, you know, who, who she is. Yeah. Um, but that would be all they would get. And that would be fine. Um, that would that, that could work. Um, okay. But I don't want it to be... This is a show that needs to primarily focus on Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm wondering, who are the other characters going to be? We see the... Um, the lady who is most, I think, for me, famous for being one of the snake sands, Ye- sand snakes. <laughs> She's playing a what? What? Indira Varma. Yes, yes, she's playing a she's playing a sand snake. It was just funny that you switched and said snake's head. Yes, Indira Varma. Um, sorry about that. The uh, <laughs> the thing is, she plays a very, very intimidating looking imperial captain. Mm-hmm. Um, Perfect and, role for her. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. She has the clear, like, jawline that you mm-hmm. kind of expect. Just enough to, like, pierce over the, the high collar. Yeah. Um, tightly knotted hair and just, just a lot of command to her presence. So, uh, very high expectations for the character. I hope it's an interesting role. And uh, I hope that, you know, because we see Imperial officers painted as both, like, these brilliant genius dudes and also just the dumbest ever mm-hmm. people. Some of them, you know, to the point that the Inquisitor, like, kills some yeah. who are just idiots. Uh, Thrawn is constantly surrounded by others who are idiots, and then his crew always just continues to rise to his level because they are educated, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but which which will she be? She'll probably be very formidable. We uh, should, Gideon, she should be... Very, very formidable. She should be in the realm of the uh, Captain Pelion or Eli Vanto. Those two were characters who were competent individuals. They were smart. They were not dumb. They were smart. But they're not geniuses. They're not, they're not these super well-calculating with extra sets of skills. But with Thrawn, he elevates them. And maybe in Dear Varma's character, she's elevated by Tarkin's or, or Krennic or someone else. Uh, and so that's how she gets better knowledge. But she should just be a competent, smart Imperial who's not a genius. That's my hope. Hmm. Well, what do you uh, compare her to um, the First Order um, commander? Uh, oh, you mean... Uh, uh, Redhead. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Why did I forget his name all of a sudden? Me too. Um, uh, I can't even remember the actor's name. But he plays plays a character that is so angry. Yeah. uh, But also, in in many ways, he's shown incompetent. Yes. And and that is what I don't want to see here. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see her just... Like, there's Imperials all over the place who are just the most, oh, we are so strong, we can, you can't touch us, you rebels are nothing. Uh, the, the overconfidence that they have leads to just stupidity. Yeah. And they're cruel. They're very cruel, but they're dumb in how they cruelly... Their cruelty leads to stupid mistakes that leads to them being beaten. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that they need to do. Um, kind of like an Iden. If she, she reminds me a lot of an mm-hmm. Iden. Yeah. Um, but maybe not as redeemable as Iden. So she would if we if they were if they were casting an older Iden Versio, I could see Indira Varma playing an older Iden. Um, if they're doing a if they're doing a younger Iden like a normal yeah. age Iden, of course get the actress the yeah, Jean uh, Gavarkar because yeah. she's looks exactly like him but, or like her. But yeah. uh, there yeah. is one person you 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 hinted at earlier. You said who's someone we think we could see in the show, and previously. 
I would have said, no, I don't think this person's going to show up. And back in Can our be. days of no, <laughs> back back in our days of talking about Mando season two, when Rex. we were hypothesizing about which <clears throat> Jedi would show up, you also threw out this character. And I thought, eh, I don't think it would fit here. I am now changing my tune. I think that it is very possible we'll see this character, and I think it would be smart to use this character. I think that we have a good chance of seeing Cal Kestis. Um, uh, oh. Because. Really? I think that. I really, I really thought you were going to say Rex, because. No. Um, maybe Rex, but I think it's going to be Cal Kestis. Uh, because we know they're not shying away from the Fallen Order references in this show. I mean, we literally get the Fortress Inquisitorius, uh, which has a brief appearance in Fallen Order, and we're getting the full group of Inquisitors who are in Rebels to an extent, but they really are, are, are well utilized in Fallen Order. And there is something that I anticipate that at some point in the series, if, if Vader's the last couple of episodes, he's the showdown at the end, you're going to need to ramp up to that. And one thing is, Obi-Wan can't just meet each of them one-on-one because he's going to win. He needs to face off against, like, three or four or five of them all at once. But if he does too many, if he's fighting against all five of them, that's too much for even Obi-Wan to handle. What if another Jedi comes to his aid, and that other Jedi is Cal Kestis? And they have a brief interaction, and Obi-Wan tells him to go back into hiding or whatever... However, the, that story well, unfolds. I don't know when the setting is going to be for uh, Fallen Order 2. They haven't yeah. released details yet. It's still in development. Okay. Right? Fallen Order 1 takes place five years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Right? Vader, five years old. Um, well, I mean. Vader. And Darth Duty, thank you. I all find your references. I, I find your lack of cookies disturbing. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. You're hilarious. Uh, no, but the character is, is uh, oh, Vader would be 10 years since he was become Vader in Kenobi, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is nine years before New Hope. Yep. Um, so in the five years between the end of Fallen Order 1 and Fallen Order 2, if it were to take place, is it going to be five whole years in the future? Because if not, they're not going to bring Cal into the mix until that game is kind of concluded, right? Because then obviously you let the let the char- let everybody know, hey, this happens, this character is still around, right? Yeah, but so they're not afraid of... It's a, it's a risk, but I think that uh, one way is if they bring him into this... They'll get higher sales for Fallen Order One and Two because more people they will be excited. Huge sales. No, they did. They did, but they could get better sales. And you know, they're already um, uh, they're they're not shying away. We 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 have Cobb Vanth from the novels. We have Thrawn from the novels. We have characters from the comics like Black Kersantan. So they're they're willing to draw from other areas. Now, the one thing that would hinder this from happening is who's in charge of the series is you have um, obviously the director is Deborah Chow and I don't remember the writer unfortunately but this is not a Dave Filoni series however mm-hmm. a lot of people are well, saying that's not that one of his characters either. it's 
It's not one of his characters, but he's but he's the person that makes the references. He's the person that because because Cobb Vanth wasn't his character and he brought him in, so he's willing to make those kinds of references and connections. And so you have to wonder who's who's the person who would have that influence. And a lot of people are saying that Dave Filoni has because of his new role, which he got right around the time they started making this series, um, his role as the creative director um, there. Mm-hmm. He. If he has like a little bit of influence in this series, I could then see one of his things more saying likely to bring more likely to yeah. bring in a character like this. So I think that it's possible. And I don't know if he's just going to get an associate producer credit or he's just not even going to get credit at all. But he's obviously has some creative influence in anything live action now. So I think that it is it is possible. And since we saw the Fallen Order references in this trailer, I think it is. It is I would say slightly on the likely side that we'll see Cal Kestis. Hmm. Well, I think there, there's a shot with Rex. Well, I think it's Rex with a, where you see a set of stormtrooper armor. That's very, uh, old. Or you said, yeah, I saw that it's, it's looks to have some kind of a blue tint to it. Now, to my mind, it wouldn't make any sense for him to still wear his clone trooper armor at that point. So I still, no, have he's still wearing with, it in rebels though. Yeah, maybe it's forgotten, but you would draw a lot of attention to yourself walking around in a set of clone trooper armor. Um, so maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Maybe um, it's just Tatooine and other places, and wherever he is, that's the least of the concern. He's not trying to be undercover. He's, you know, he's there for this or that. But um, anyway, I think it's possible, and not not just possible. It would be great to see. It would be <laughs> Tamura as he's just been around the corner, but uh, it would be great to see him play the character of Rex for the first time. And, you know, maybe he could possibly, you know, just work with, uh, you know, Dee Bradley and have all these conversations about how to how to make the character of Rex actually Rex. You know, how would you how would you bring him to live action? That would just be so, so great uh, to I- see. Go ahead. I don't think that's. I don't think that's likely. Um, For one, I don't know if you saw this interview, but basically they're talking about (laughs) they're talking about Mace Windu, and someone says, "Oh yeah, when he died," and and Tamora says, "Wait, he died? I need to finish that movie." And maybe he was joking. (laughs) Maybe he's joking. No, but it it was a joke. That has to be a joke. But see, and I was like, "Hmm, does that? uh, I hope. I hope that's a joke. Because, um, oh, that's terrible so, if he hasn't even watched the movie. But right, but the thing right, is, right. I don't think he, if, if he hasn't watched the movie, if he certainly hasn't watched the show, I don't think. I don't think Tamora Morrison's the guy that's going to turn yeah. on Clone Wars. So but I think it'd be more likely that he would play Cody in live action. I think he'd be more amenable to it. And it's also an easier fit because we've literally seen con- uh, Cody in live action in episode three. I think that that's a better bet. Now, that's a different dynamic because Cody probably would go evil, whereas Rex is good. But I still mm-hmm. think if, if you're going to bring an A clone into live action at this point, I think that it's more likely to be Cody. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, what we see in the rest of the trailer is a lot of uh, this beautiful um, 
really kind of like an Asian looking, like a high tech Asian looking planet with yeah. so, like tons of, you know, neon signs and you hear Arabesh huge lettering everywhere. It looks great and such a great contrast to the desert. Old Tatooine <laughs> in the desert. Yes. Um, yes, we're going off planet. <laughs> finally, we we have definitely like in in if there's any indication when when we you got to episode five of man of uh, sorry of Book of Boba Fett and we're yeah. on this other space station the Halo yeah. Ring and people were just like oh my eyes this is so wonderful when we get to another planet you know it's gonna it's gonna be great it really is um, I I can't wait to I kind of want I hope that it's very Tatooine sorry I hope that it's very similar to Narshada everybody on the podcast mm-hmm. is like. Hill. You keep Narshada. You're all about the Narshada. I love the Narshada. Yes, maybe we'll see Narshada one day, but just cities like this. We need to see more Star yeah. Wars cities. You know, more even Coruscant. And it's not going to happen in this series. In this no. series, but um, I love that he's sticking to using a blaster. We're seeing Kenobi using a blaster, confronting even though they have lightsabers. We never see Kenobi wield a lightsaber in the trailer. We never see even the flash of him holding it mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. he's he's doing the blaster stuff and kenobi hates blasters <laughs> yeah so uncivilized so you know it's the guy who doesn't do blasters so it'll be great for some of the references to that but also mm-hmm. just you know just seeing him play kind of um in a lot of games you start out like Kalkatarn. you start at Kalkatarn. you start out with a blaster because he doesn't have the force at the beginning of the game yeah so you started like a first person shooter that's kind of like obi-wan he's like i have all these powers but i can't use them because i can't reveal myself um, whatever gets him off the planet, he is going to be maybe even considering, you know, whether or not he should make waves on another planet to distract attention away from Tatooine. Because if anything, he wants no attention in Tatooine. He wants nobody to know. And if anybody were to discover him there, he wants them to think, first and foremost, I was only there to hide. I was definitely not there to protect anybody. And I have to throw any any doubts off, so maybe he has to leave. Maybe he's discovered he has to leave, and he has to make very clear that the trail is wiped away. And I would love to see that kind of a, you know, cover your tracks, spy adventure type thing. Not really exactly like spy, but kind of hide in, you know, on, undercover on the run type of, type of, type of journey. It'd be interesting to see like a mystery, but in reverse, where instead of following the detective, the main point of the series is following the person laying the groundwork, the person that's leaving the clues. And so rather than watch Sherlock, even though Obi-Wan's a good guy, rather than watch Sherlock, we're watching Moriarty in this in this series where Vader and the Inquisitors, they're the Sherlocks trying to track him down, and he's the one that's trying to, to lay the breadcrumbs for everything. So I think that'd be a very fascinating twist on a mystery if they chose to. I don't, I don't get the, the, the tone that this is gonna, they're going to go hardcore mystery in this, but that's a cool element that, that could certain be, certainly be present. Okay. The mystery. What would the mystery be? Where is, where is Obi-Wan? Yeah. And where are other Jedi? Are they they're looking for him specifically? Are they looking for, you know, other Jedi that are na- not named, which are confirmed to, to still be alive? Are we going to get some other Legends Jedi brought into canon, you know? You know, things like that. It could happen, right? It, it could be. But I keep going back to this point that if we're going to see anyone make the jump from another medium into this... I mean, yes, there are plenty of Legends Jedi who might fit, and there are even plenty of other canon Jedi, like, you may not want to hear this, I think that uh, Kanan theoretically could fit 
in this time frame. It'd be a w- weird with they'd have to maybe do some de aging on um, uh, on the actor, but they, it, you know it could be done. But I think that it makes the most logical sense if they're going to bring in a character like that. I think that still bringing in a Jedi like Cal works. I mean, some people said oh, uh, Mace Windu. That would be a. That would be wow. a. Um, I don't know if we're. I don't know if we're ready. I don't know if we're ready for that. Big. That would be big. Because at least, if the show is called Vader, (laughs) then we could say, "Oh, who's actually going to challenge him?" You know. Yeah. Uh, Let's bring back. Let's bring back Mace to finally challenge him, because that's the person he, you know, would have the most physical match with. Yeah. What about his design? We haven't gotten a look at it yet. There's no no stills and no mention in the trailer, but no, there's one still. Oh, there is. Yeah. So Entertainment Weekly waited. They didn't include it in the full spread. But the next day after the trailer came out, they were like, and we've got one more. Uh, And it's a Vader. It is in a room uh, where it looks kind of like the room in Revenge of the Sith where they're putting him together. Um, Mm. uh, But it also kind of has the Rogue One vibe. And coloring wise and the way that Vader's shrouded, he looks kind of like kind of like he, he does. Because um, every episode has a different, you know, Vader has multiple suits. So some of his suits have like a red yeah. with a blue. Some of them have a red with a green button. Sometimes his cape is behind his shoulders. Sometimes it's front of his, in front of his shoulders, you know. So it'll be interesting to see which design. I think in Rip or in um, Rogue One. He uses the one with his cape in front of the shoulders. Right? Yeah, he basically uses the um, the A New Hope uh, uh, suit design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. But I this don't, is before that, so you can't really tell. It's it's a dark it's a dark photo, and it's also like Vader's not right in front of the camera. He's also kind of in the, in the background. So uh, I don't think they. I don't. Think, it's it's not a completely clear which which kind of suit he's wearing. But you can tell well, he's Vader. He has the menacing like the, the the look of the photo makes me think. Okay, they've got the tone right for how they're gonna handle mm-hmm. Vader in the series, which is very Rogue One ish. I think I think there's gonna be a lot of similarities with the visual style of how they do Vader in this to how they did Vader in Rogue One more so than the way they did him in Rebels or the way they did him in the original trilogy. Has so. there any any word on James Earl Jones? Any word on, and are we going to get old man Vader? Are we going to get you know, because his his voice has definitely changed. It's not quite as 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 good as it used to be. Do I think? don't know. I have there's there's not been official confirmation. I mean, it makes the most logical sense if you're bringing back Hayden and Vader. You may as well bring yeah. back James Earl Jones, and James Earl Jones is willing to do it. He, I mean, he's he just turned I think like ninety something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he's pretty he's, old, but it's he's it's literally just the voice, so it's not like they even have to, to at this too point much the money it. is not for him, but he. Looks yeah. Right. Um, uh, by the way, side side tangent. I, I've been watching through the Big Bang Theory, and there's an episode where James Earl Jones is in the Big Bang yeah. Theory, and yeah, they show up, and he's like, let me guess. You like Star Wars. Guess what? Yeah, I yeah. like Star Wars, too. And he just has a grin, and it's yeah. hilarious. That just... I, I love that episode. Anyway, the and and so he's willing to, to do Star Wars-related projects. Yeah. So... Well, if they if they do change when he's still alive, they'll have they'll have to explain why. Um, but I wonder if there's effects they can do to make his voice sound younger. If they can do more to, you know, even in Rogue One, I thought, man, it does not sound quite as good as it used to, you know. Um, so, 
It was. Yeah, yeah. I just. I loved. I loved the younger. The younger Vader sound. Like in in. And I think in a No Hope, he's just so angry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. he's tossing around like rebel soldiers with his hands, not even using the Force, um, which which is terrifying. But I think his Force powers are really what what set separate him. But um, anyway, there is I, and there uh, is a point yeah. to be made that he has that that. Lucasfilm needs to be prepared for the day when they can't use James Earl Jones anymore because he's he's not a, exactly. he's not immortal, and so I mean they've already learned that with the video games and and stuff like that where they had to get other actors they need to be prepared for the day where they're going to have to use him in live action without his without the original voice actor. Well, and they did so, have the Luke voice, um, but they did not do it in a way that was satisfactory to me. They did it okay. Luke in, is in someone. Or sorry, in Book of Boba. Yeah, Luke is someone that it's it's different. You can't just mimic it well. Vader is someone that because of you the could mimic it really you well could mimic it effects. really well because you don't because yeah. it's because it's kind of synthesized and it's and it's not a direct normal voice that you're hearing. So I think that it would be easier to get a voice actor to play Vader than it would be to get a young voice actor to voice over. Um, Luke Skywalker. How great would it be if um, Hayden could use his own voice oh, and they were able to, take, be... to make to make that voice as Vader's voice, and they could just make it an effect? Or even if they took James Earl Jones and Hayden and blended the two together mm-hmm. and made some kind of hype, like you know, at some point his mask breaks the way it does in Rebels, and you know you have obviously that great scene with Soka. But uh, anyway, uh, or, 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 we could, or they could go really bold, and they could bring in Jake Lloyd to do the voice. <laughs> 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 now this, <laughs> now this, my powers have doubled the last time we've met. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jake Lloyd. We apologize. For you. <laughs> you're you're a great guy, and is he though? You deserve a lot of credit for playing Anakin in in, in Episode One. I, I loved it. Thank you. You didn't deserve any of the hate that you got. You're right. You're right. He didn't deserve the hate for it. So you were just a kid, man. You were just a kid. You were doing what you were told. George George told you to do all those things. <laughs> it's all George's fault. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and and Anakin, you know, spinning is a good trick. You know, where would we be without without spinning is a good trick? Uh, and you're are you an angel um i still enjoy so, i still enjoy his performance by the way i still really I do, do enjoy and i wasn't i wasn't lying i, I mean yeah I yeah really i do. do i and it's like it's it sorry they could actually take a lot of those same things and use those in this series if we get a look at vader's mind if we get if we get a lot of hayden playing the character mm-hmm. then we can get a lot of him revisiting his own his own past in his mind yeah and and that that type of stuff would be great to play off of and to show and reference. We would love it. I love the prequels though. The people who hated the prequels, you know, twenty years ago when they came yeah. out, those those people are now are now old. And I love the prequels. You love the prequels. We grew up with the prequels. They're not perfect, um, but I want to see so much more around the prequels. I don't want anybody to touch the original trilogy. Don't mess with it. You know, don't don't be adding too much stuff in between the episodes. You know, any of that stuff. You know. I think a lot of people feel that way. But prequels, if you wanted to add more stuff between episode two and three, I'm like, yeah, sure, do it. More between well, one and two, 
Let's do it. Part of the reason I think that we can get away with that is the prequels is a larger universe in the types of things. For instance, let's just talk about the Jedi. You have tens of thousands of Jedi. If you, you could tell 50 authors, pick a Jedi and write a book series about it or write a comic series or write a TV show about it. You can, you can tell all these different types of stories without stepping on each other. But you hmm. tell someone, all right, you want to write a Jedi story in between episodes four and five. You're very limited in what you can tell because there's like very few Jedi around. And now you can tell other types of stories. And we're getting that with Andor and we're getting that with Kenobi since it's kind of, you know, in, in approaching the, uh, the originals era. But it's because the world of the originals is smaller. It's a core. You have a core cast. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's Luke Han and Leia. That's the, there's the reason they're called the big three is because they really have a big screen presence. Right, right. But the prequels and there's it's, yeah, there's it's too many the questions. And and if you were to ask yourself like, oh, what are these characters doing? You know, why aren't they in the fight? Um, yeah. I think we should actually stop things here because Jonathan and I plan to, at least right before the show is going to come out, especially with another trailer and more info, to do like a final speculations. And I feel like if we keep talking about it, we're going to get into final speculations (laughs) and and theories and theories about the show. That's kind of where we are. Um, But we've talked about the music, which we loved. We talked about, you know, all the characters we saw, you know, some of the creatures that we saw, the designs, you know, absolutely love the the sets and seeing seeing that other planet, whatever that tends, tends to be. We didn't really talk about the, the underwater base, but we've seen it in Fallen Order, and it looks mm-hmm. really great. Super great to see more in the ship. We didn't talk about the ship or the two escape pods. If I can, if I can say, <clears throat> I recognize that it was from Fallen Order, and James didn't. So... Well, that's... that's, <laughs> that's very... And he's, and he's very played the game. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you, Jonathan. <laughs> James, I'm very disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about it. He would just be like, "Oh, oh, yeah, was that from? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right." He was shocked. I said it. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. Yeah, he was shocked. I was. He was like, "Oh, that's so awesome!" And he was like, "I'm gonna go. We watch it now." So no, but and I had other. I actually knew a few other people who played Fallen Order. Uh, One of my roommates. uh, He was. He was a little surprised by it too. So, uh, yeah, but I was like, yeah. This yeah. is so cool. Yeah. Is and it looks you, so hey. good. The, the, the volume, like yeah. the, 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 the shot of the, um, uh, of the ship going to the, the fortress just mm. was an immaculate, like it reminded me of the best visual effects in Mando or even as good as the visual effects in Rogue One. Like it just had yeah. this uh, elevated quality. That shot was when I felt the trailer kicked up like to okay this is epic level trailer stuff was when we got that shot yeah well great shot okay what else anything else that you would love to add in before this is your final chance to say before we Uh, we talk about it i had a few i'm trying to think of all the things in the trailer i could talk about uh I, I'm digging the that we're getting the spinny lightsabers. They're not a, they're not afraid because they were you you remember they were they made fun of as long, as long as they don't fly on them. <laughs> That's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I, I hope they don't fly on them the way that 
Rebels was a little a little quirky with that, but we'll and see. I I do think that this will get a lot of more people, as you said, into the Rebels series, into the other parts of of the canon, into into Fallen Order. Like even without Calcestis, this this series is going to get people interested in Fallen Order because we're getting the Fortress. Mm-hmm. So this is doing that job of expanding the universe while at the same time making connections to things. And so on that note alone. I'm already excited for for the possibilities that the Kenobi's that the, the show's showing. Yeah. Um, yes. And I do like that in the, the final shot uh, where you get the uh, the dark turn music and you see the word Obi Wan Kenobi. The eye in Kenobi is the lights is his lightsaber. Um, mm. That was a cool visual visual design. So I like that. I, I will definitely say that the the Inquisitor lightsaber looks way better in live action because I hate. The thin blades of rebels, I hate them. I hate them. but it looks it looks really good in live action. So that's my final thought, Jonathan. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anything else? All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, great discussion today. I will save, and I'm sure we'll have more, more definitely more speculation. Mm-hmm. We will we will plan and talk and get get all into the nitty gritty of what we're going to expect from the show once it gets much closer and we get more looks and we get more. More idea of things, but um, very positive on the outlook. Do you have like a? Do you want to like rate the trailer? I know sometimes we rate things, but uh, as a trailer, say, I would say it's incredibly solid. Uh, like an eight and a half, maybe a nine. Like uh, pretty good, pretty good. I still think that the 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 trailer, the 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 trailers that are like have been the best were the Force Awakens trailer. That trailer was yeah. just spectacular. And mm-hmm. the Clone Wars saved trailer, which used the same music cues. The Clone Wars saved trailer and the Force Awakens, that's the pinnacle of trailers that we've gotten. But this yeah. is this is up there. This is pretty well, good. Well, this one was up there for, one, it gets <laughs> got to use Duel of Fates. Yeah. The motifs that it brought back from, you know, Battle of Heroes, Anakin's uh, Dark Deeds, and then just uh, the, the way the thematic elements were addressed. Yeah. With baiting a Jedi out, so I, w- I would agree with you in your rating. All right, that's all we got. Yeah, you what can. You wanna f- you, well, first I'll tease. Are we are we going to do that music episode next? Is that that the plan? Or are we, we going to do the quote? We could the record. Quotes? We could record that next week, and then yes, we could do that next. Or we yeah. could do the next one we have planned. Yeah. So we have we have some good ones on the pipeline. We do. Yeah. So you can find us on Simplecast. You can find us on iTunes and on Google Play. You can find us on the Apple Podcasts app. You can find us on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. You can find our Facebook page, Two Sons of Tatooine. Um, please uh, follow us there and, you know, comment. We'd love to see comments. You can also mm-hmm. find my YouTube channel, Jonathan Cohn, where I do all sorts of book reviews and my Star Trek book reviews in written form over at Roku Depot. But... Until next time, I'm Jonathan. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. NP Bro. And thank you for listening to another episode of Two Sons of Tatooine.